Welcome to Dramas with a Side of Kimchi, the fangirl party every drama fan wants to join. Grab your kimchi and face masks and let's chat Asian dramas. Today we'll be podcapping week four, episodes 23 through 30 of Evernight. Oh, we are back for another exciting installment of our podcap of Evernight. Now, in the interest of full disclosure, I'm actually um, like a week or two ahead. Um, so I've gone back and I've watched all of the episodes so that I'm really up to date. So um, just so you know, I did that for you. And me, because I gave her a hard time. And and Amber. <laughs> okay, really? I did it for K-Moose, yes. So when we last left off, Ning Che had successfully become Fuzit's student and the student of the awesome talisman master. Unfortunately, this meant pretty much everybody wants him dead. So ninjas and assassins uh, from every direction, it seemed, started to attack him. And we get some really awesome fight scenes, like some amazing like parkour and just amazing choreography. Um, well, and then we can talk a little bit later about what does fell him. So we get to see, after the fight scenes, we get to see Ning Che kind of settle into his life as this disciple of two masters. And along the way, we see Song Song's love of money and a burgeoning relationship with the princess. And there's a lot of politicking kind of thrown in there as well. And we end up with everyone heading off toward the wastelands. Everyone, it seems, except poor Song Song. And that is our synopsis for episodes 23 through 30. And now we'll talk a little bit more about some of the actual scenes and some of our favorite scenes. It's so funny because when we when I first started this week watching the episodes, I was like, oh, these are all kind of just like, you know, filler episodes. There's not going to be a lot to talk about. And then I started writing it all out and I'm like, oh, my gosh, we have so much to talk about. Yeah, we have a lot to talk about. It did. It did sort of feel like I was sort of feeling um, after that. Okay. So after episode 23 or so where we have the, the big fight scene uh, after that, I was feeling a little bit like it sort of was dragging. Sorry, but, um, but we can talk. So in the beginning of episode 23 though, is like all of these people are different from different places are coming after him. And uh, he goes and he buys song song um, something special like her rose perfume yes and so that's important because we when he does finally uh get i guess defeated um that is sort of a clue so there's all these amazing things like i said parkour and there he's jumping from like one balcony to another and it's just amazing and he outsmarts them all and then all of a sudden the guy comes through ringing his bell and he, he drops, grabs, yeah, he drops to the ground. <clears throat> now I know it's a magic bell and all that, but, but seriously, like, I think it's a bell. It was one of the lamer battle things. <laughs> like he didn't done. even have a chance. I mean, really, it's not really fair. Like, yeah, but although the guy was hot, I like him. Like the scarred assassin guy. Yeah, that's who got huh. him, right? The guy that was had the scars that's under the general. I no, that's not that him. wasn't him. Oh, well then never no. mind. That's who I was thinking I know. it was. You're talking about the one that was way, way back and like killed everybody in his home. 
that guy, the one with the braids or whatever. Yeah, the guy that's under the general guy. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh. this is the this is like the he wears the big the black robe with the gold with the red. Oh, then I don't care about him. Never mind. I got it all confused. Kind of surprised that you said that he was hot. So I was thinking um, of the little underling to the demon general who I yeah. find attractive. So, <laughs> I mean, he's evil and everything, but whatever. You do have a thing for hot, evil, bad guys. I do. So. I do. It's a problem. <laughs> it's a problem. It's only a problem if it was real. Like fiction, yeah. fictional, like is fine. I think the dem- demon general is kind of attractive too. <laughs> okay. I have to say. Oh, wait, do you mean, which one do you mean? The demon sect guy yeah. or the yes, other one? the demon sect general. The guy, the brother to the empress. Yeah, I agree with you. On <laughs> anyway, back to bells. <laughs> yeah. So um, I really thought that was interesting because Sang Sang is like running around. I just, I love her. And I love that she kind of art has this connection with him and knows when something's wrong and she you could see her she went to the school she went to the princess's manor she went everywhere to try to make sure that you know that she had people to help her find him because and and in her travels she discovered this perfume or whatever that he had um that she and she just knew that he had purchased it for her so i really appreciate her a lot um and in the end, she went and got the talisman master, and we get to see some really cool uh, talisman mojo or whatever it is. Yeah, I think we discussed how we that was our favorite last week, and it's still my favorite. It's so cool yeah. when he does all yeah. the talismans and like defeats people with them and all kinds of cool stuff. It's much better than a bell. <laughs> totally much better than the bell. Well, so, but then didn't. I believe it was second disciple brother that actually was the one who killed him off in the end. And then Talisman Master. supposed to help, but they did. Yeah. And I really like him too. He also is attractive. <laughs> he doesn't seem to be a hot, evil, bad guy, though. I think he's a good no, guy. No, he's so. a good guy. He's, he's kind he's of a like stuck-up, hot, good guy. Yeah, I like him. I agree. He's very stoic. All right. So so then um, what else did you notice in these episodes? We have some other kind of themes that um, we saw. I think we kind of saw a theme of Song Song kind of finding her own identity. Um, before, she's always kind of been, you know, she's not a pushover, but she's definitely the maidservant of Ning Che. And in this time, Ning Che is really busy. He's doing all his double... Um, mastery things and so Song Song's left alone and she kind of goes out and does her own thing and I like that she has a life beyond him I agree and I mean some of it is wheeling and dealing with his uh, calligraphy because now that he's famous she's able to make some money well, off of I it. love that he's all like oh yeah every little note that I've ever made is now like a big deal and what turns out to be this huge deal is this um, little note that he sent about chicken soup you know it was like nothing important but everyone is asking for uh, what they do is they make copies of the original and those are really highly prized like actual copies of the original not copies of the copies and so she starts <laughs> signing them with his um, 
his ID. Like they had used to have like stamp IDs, so they would stamp it to prove that it's original, <laughs> and so it'd be much more expensive than just a copy. And she's like totally willing and dealing and selling his name under the bus. <laughs> it's really cute. I love it. It was very cute. That was one of my favorite parts. Um, and then the then we have Song Song, sort of her relationship with the princess. So as you know, Ning Che is off doing his thing. She has really sort of developed this friendship with the princess, and she even like dresses up. Um, which I thought was interesting. Like she's wearing colors instead of her kind of drab clothing and her hair is down. Um, so that was so much so that like the creepy third prince was noticing her. She was totally yeah. creepy. It's like, Oh, he is creepy. <coughs> yeah. Sorry, listeners. I still am battling that cold. So occasionally I'm going to cough. So I hope everyone suffers with me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she's definitely has her feminism moments and it's for herself. It's not about a guy. It's not about Ming uh, Che. It's just her being who she likes to be with expensive clothes and stuff. I really appreciate that. Oh my goodness gracious. You're going to be okay? Maybe. <laughs> anyway, I really appreciate that. I really think I 100% agree with you. I I like that theme of Song Song kind of coming into her own and um like you said it, it has it's not related to Ning Che or a boy or anything like that. She just seems to be exploring who she is and I do like that. So all right, so then we have kind of this thing happening at the school itself, at the academy, amongst the 13 disciples. It's so cute. Um, yeah, it is really cute. Like, so Ningche sort of in the beginning sort of has to meet each one and, um, like, learn a little bit from each one. Um, and his bestie sort of takes him around. Uh, I think one of my favorite scenes was the with the music, the two brothers that do or two disciples that do music and how they made them both dance. That was really funny. It was very funny, except especially like the bestie because he has the goofiest dance and he has yes. his dimples and it is just so adorable. And it just made me like, oh, so cute. Whereas they look kind of cheesy. <laughs> it was kind of cheesy, but it was cute. Yeah. And I also think it's interesting that all of them were in wanting him to be part of their life. It, you yes. know, it's like, oh, well, you need to learn from me. You need to like study what I'm studying. I'll help you become better. You know, it was very interesting how they all kind of wanted their piece of the new boy. They really did seem like siblings. Like it was really interesting. Like, you know, come, come learn from me. I really liked that. Well, to the point where he would start trying to like avoid them by using each other and being like, oh, sorry, I can't help you. Third wants me over here. You know, he like constantly running away from them all because they're trying to like, <laughs> you know, bring him forth into the fold. <laughs> it was very adorable. Um, so we also had some stuff going on in Yan, the other kingdom that is cahooting with everyone to try to overthrow the king. <laughs> is that a verb? Cahooting? Totally I like is. that. It, it totally is. Yeah. <laughs> they are cahooting. They're not in cahoots. They are cahooting. I like it. But yeah, um, Chong Min shows back up 
uh, home after 15 years and he goes to meet his dad and his dad's a little bit big on tough love. Um, a little bit. He pretty much like starts telling him all the things he did wrong and how he destroyed all these plans to overthrow him and how he shouldn't have killed off all of their people and and stuff and how he should not fall in love with the princess and everything. And it was a bit of a not the most loving moment. No. I mean, it's not really a good homecoming when dad spends the whole time telling you all the stuff that you did wrong. Well, and I found it interesting that, like, he ordered him to kill his trusted bodyguard. And then it actually did turn out that the bodyguard was, like, a scoundrel. (laughs) So that was interesting. Yeah, but still, that was, yeah, I, I remember feeling very, like, um, I don't know, like conflicted life lessons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here, prove prove it by killing your bodyguard because he knows too much. Um, okay, so then we also have the um oh goodness gracious. Now I'm back to bad old dude. What was his name? The I guy don't remember. that remember. He was like okay. the one of the leaders of the people of the light. Yes. But bad old dude. So we only have one bad old dude. So if we discuss bad old dude, that's the guy that's... that tried to kill Ninche way back when. Way back. So he's been sort of like imprisoned because. Well, because he went off the, you know, and he went and tried to kill Ninche. And so that's actually, well, his family. And so that's why he's been imprisoned for 15 years in a supposedly prison you can't escape from. Yeah, like a super duper, like high security, um, magical prison yeah. cell. But guess what? He escapes. <laughs> yes, he's been cultivating all those years. That's right. So he just blasts right through it. And now he's off to kill the child of night. But before that, he has a very interesting conversation with the um, Prince of Light, the one that I. I just keep in my head calling him Prince of Light. I don't think I know his name. Yeah. But Ningche, the one Ningche just beat. um, And he basically says to him that the reason he lost is because he's afraid of the eternal darkness. And so, um, and that you, you know, you can't win if you show such fear of that. So then he basically bursts through his power magical cage or whatever and um and escapes so now he's on the loose and uh everybody everybody kind of felt this happen i thought that was really interesting i think it's hilarious that everyone seems to know that something has happened like milliseconds after it happened (laughs) i know yes there's some sort of disturbance in the force (laughs) exactly i was thinking the same thing (laughs) All right, and so then we have uh, Ning back to Ning Che, and he's like learning from second brother how to control a sword with his mind. Yeah, and supposedly you c- the more smooth and easygoing and is higher and lower that you can control it, it means the more power you have or potential. And poor Ning Che doesn't do a very great job his first time out. It kind of falls in the water a lot. A lot, yeah. And in in true Ning Che fashion, he decides he's just going to practice more. 
And so he's like tormenting all of his uh, disciple brothers and sisters by accidentally uh, sending this sword in their direction because he can't control it. And so he keeps like almost like hitting them all with the sword. And it's that part's really kind of funny. Hilarious. I really enjoyed that. Especially yeah. like where he hit the duck or the goose, <laughs> second disciple's goose, and the goose is chasing him. And isn't it then like it's the goose has been trained to do something weird? Like, is it like feed the fish or yes, something like yes. that? Like, it's so. <laughs> I mean, clearly, second brother was the one who, you know, taught him to do that or whatever. But um, yes, it's quite an interesting goose. But yeah, it's really a cute scene. I adore it. Everyone's just like, they love Ningche, but man, is he a pest, <laughs> especially with that sword. And so, so finally, their decision was, well, we should just tell him he needs to go study his Taoist talisman studies a little <laughs> bit more. So he's not constantly tormenting us because we love him, but he needs to go find his his inner Zen or whatever. And so that was their solution. I think it was a good solution. So, um, but along the way, he does decide that he wants to have his a new sword like his own kind of special sword uh and so luckily well and a sword that he could channel his inner chi to or whatever it is that they do so and i think also it had something to do with the that captain um he found out that these two disciple people have they made the armor or something so he was thinking if they made the sword then it might be able to you know penetrate, um, penetrate yeah so there's a lot there's a lot here but they do end up making a sword for ning che and i thought that was kind of cool they made him something that's very him um and it combines you know the all of their talents kind of and then also um has the talisman piece to it as well yeah so and i can't I, wait yeah. to see him shoot that bow and arrow at people because that was a badass bow oh right Totally forgot about bow and arrow. And we haven't seen it yet. Well, you might have since you skipped. I might have. But I have not. So I am so excited to see what that is all about. So. I mean, I wouldn't say I skipped. Not skipped. I mean, I just kept watching. I didn't stop. That's the difference. It's not that I skipped. But that's why I remember things and you don't. <laughs> that's why I rewatched it. Oh, I don't have time to rewatch things. Well, I, you know, I fast forwarded. Obviously, I didn't watch every <laughs> all the best piece, moments, all the best moments, such as the when he had to go confront that vermilion bird, the thing that we kept calling the phoenix. I still think of it as a phoenix. It's like me too. <laughs> it's a fire bird. I'm sorry. We've been sort of trained to think of that as a phoenix, but um, anyway. They he goes with his talisman master, and he's really does not want to have to like walk through that gate. I know he keeps like trying to turn around or like avert his eyes, and he's like, That crap thing is alive. Yes, <laughs> his master's like, Oh, you're the one who awoke it. <laughs> it was so funny. Yes, that was funny. I, I mean, and also sort of like, hmm, it made me wonder, like, how much does he know? Um, but anyway, they, he does manage to, he has them, he sort of reminisces while he's there 
um, and remembers all the stuff he went through. And then the two of them walk right through that gate together and into the city. And so um, I felt like that was a good moment for Ning Che. Like, and I also thought it was a good moment for um, the talisman master to know who Ning Che is. You know, he doesn't yeah. have all these secrets and all that. He understands that he's kind of a rascal. He did this. He has a lot of inner, I don't know, power is the right word, but there's stuff that's happening around him. And he kind of gets, understands that. And he also goes up and they go up to above the gate and he's uh, explaining how the whole city is a talisman and that the vermilion gate is actually like the pointed weapon part of it it was very cool um the that shocking god formation yes the shocking god formation and i which come on where are they getting their names like i know right shocking god but it's gonna be really cool because you know if we've learned about it now at some point it's gonna have to happen it's totally gonna happen and in the meantime, the talisman master basically very nonchalantly reveals to Ning Che that, oh, by the way, um, you've been chosen to also be the guardian or the keeper of the shocking god or whatever it is, the yeah. protector. Yeah. Um, like, h- how many things to this poor kid? <laughs> like, like he's, you know, talisman master and foods its student and the shocking god king or whatever <laughs> protector. Uh, I feel like he just keeps gathering things as he goes. (laughs) He totally does. And I do like that he totally doesn't believe him when he told him, oh, yeah. So, by the way, (laughs) I was just confirmed as we go through the Vermilion Gate that you're in charge now when I die. Yeah. (laughs) You know. Yeah. He's like, what? Yeah. It was a great moment. I do feel like they had so many, like, montage moments of the two of them. I'm really worried that, well, the... Well, I'm aware that something's going to happen. I have to agree, especially when he was all like, come back quickly to me and all this stuff. And it's just like, no, don't die (laughs) until you guys can be together some more. (laughs) But I'm worried. It's like, but me too. And I'm not just saying that because I've looked ahead (laughs) because it hasn't happened yet. So just saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally got that feel like not necessarily he's going to kick the bucket tomorrow. But I do feel like he might not make it to the end of the show. So Yeah. Oh, for sure. He's not going to. Yeah. That's well, and then along the way here, um, Ning Che makes his first talisman. That was such a great moment. That was cool. So I love how this director uses rain on all these big moments. Have you noticed that? A lot of the time it's raining when all these things are happening. So he uses a lot of water. And it's very cool. I had not thought of that. So that's very cool. Um, Okay. So then we have kind of an interesting development that I, I, I wasn't quite sure what to think. So Ning Che apparently was having some, I don't know. He, he had some man feelings for Song Song. Yeah, he suddenly realized that maybe he was a little attracted to her or something, and he asked her how old she was. Um, That was an interesting scene. Now, you and I have differing opinions on this. I am sort of of the opinion that 
they really are like siblings. I mean, he found her as a baby. So it kind of creeps me out that he might be thinking of her <laughs> in a romantic fashion. And I am of the opinion that the only reason they haven't gotten together is because they've always been together and don't realize that their feelings for each other are more than are more romantic than what they just think is normal. You know, because they've never been separated, so how would they know that this isn't the way most people feel about their servants or their friends? You know? She's also kind of young. So but so is he. Maybe. Yeah, but she's like 15. And he's like 18. He... Yeah, okay, fine. Not that big a difference. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right. But it'd be an easier difference for me to accept if she was 18 and he was 21 or something. That's true. I don't know why, but it, yes, I do know why. But she's also kind of oblivious right now to that. I think, like, I don't think that she sees him well, that way. I think so that I think goes back into they're always together. They've never been separated. They've never had to analyze their relationship and their feelings for each other. So, you know, that's kind of where they're at. And they've been very focused on other things, like just surviving. I will say that when he asked, like right before he asked her that question and his eyes kind of got hot, I was thinking like, wow, he's pretty hot. <laughs> well, and and I think it's interesting that he's always said, I'm not interested in romance at all. I don't need it. I have no interest in it whatsoever. But again, he's never been without her either. But, you know, when all these princesses and all these women are throwing themselves at him, he's a, he's like, whatever, you know. So I think those emotional needs are already being fulfilled and they just don't realize it. Maybe they need a long period of par time apart. I have a feeling that might be where we're going. <laughs> Maybe. So in the meantime, the wasteland people have migrated. They are waiting for the, they're waiting for the son of Hades to kind of come and save them. And they um they're actually pretty bad donkey kind of fighters. Like they've they've actually made it from the wastelands into the grassland area, it seems like. And they're they're defeating people in their path. So I was kind of impressed. I'm having sort of grassland hottie flashbacks to uh, tribes and empires. I totally was having grassland grassland hottie flashbacks i was like if only he was here um yeah i if if only they had cast him as oh, yeah the joy i would be feeling it would not even <laughs> yeah um but i did like how they used their um because usually the people on the horses are way better than the people on the land but these guys were throwing their um, axes and snapping them off those horses. And it was like, that is cool. You know, they were not an easy mark. And so I thought that was a really great scene. I like that they're coming back into the grassland area. Um, I think it's very interesting how the different factions react to this news. Because, of course, the the sect of light are freaking out and they want to just go and massacre them all and you know how dare they exist but the emperor is like you know we're we're religiously tolerant we don't care one way or the other 
and we're not going to support people that are going to go off and kill these people because they believe differently. And I was so impressed with that. Yeah, I actually, I liked, it made me respect him a lot more. I know, slowly I am really starting to like him so much more. And we do discover that he knows his princess or his queen is part of the demon sect. And so I think that's really interesting because he's been interacting with her and he knows that the general, her brother, is also of it. And he utilizes his knowledge to keep him under control and try not to make his wife upset. But I thought that was really interesting. Definitely. So, um, so. yeah, so we sort of wrap up where they are all kind of like everybody's headed to the wastelands. Yeah. Um, so the academy students are going to be heading to the wastelands to practice under the direction of Ning Che. I'm not really sure if that was a, a well thought out idea, but okay. Well, I, I think it's not a bad idea because again, he's not selling, sending military people and it's still Ning Che has proven that he can protect people. He's knowledgeable on how to fight. He's a good true person to be out there in the wasteland you know where there's unexpected issues and i think he also trusts that ning che is not going to go hot-headed and start butchering everybody you know true so of course all of this is kind of a cover though because they're they're searching for this uh heaven's book or something that um is hidden in the demon sect Somewhere, yes, we, we learned that the last Taoist master, or was it master of the light? One of them went out to defeat the demon sect, and they brought their magical book that has the secrets of between heaven and the earth and all this stuff. And he died, and they lost the book. So now there's a prophecy that it'll show up in the wasteland. So everyone's kind of be like, oh, let's get the book while we're out there. Yeah, so now we've got like the ultimate quest and pretty much everybody and their brother and whatever sect they're from is on its on their way to sort of convene in one sort of main area. Um, and so we know Ning Che has been tasked with leading this group from the academy. And so he must say goodbye. I know, I'm so sad. Like. He's saying goodbye to all his little disciple buddies that he's, like, become beloved by. And also... I loved it. I loved that part because each one, it was all, it was like the Wizard of Oz or something. Each one gifted him with something special, you know. And, um, you know, I just, I feel like each of, it's, it's like a true quest. Like, yeah. he's got, going to have sort of this series of special gifts he's been given and they're all going to come in handy in different circumstances well, it was or lovely whatever. where it's like well if you're in a dire need and you're at your last moment here you go and that was kind of yeah. what it was for all of them and it was oh my heart and pin pal bestie was crying and it was just like so many feels so many feels and he's leaving song song behind and i don't know why but it makes me sad I don't know why she can't just go with him. Well, I know why from a plot development point, but <laughs> we'll talk about that next week. Yep. So we have things to look forward next week. And 
Okay. So, so what were your favorite moments? I liked all the scenes between Ning Che and the Talisman Master. I thought they really developed that relationship so well this week. Um, how he started off just kind of, there's this random guy that wants me to study under him. And they develop into like a father-son type relationship that I love. Um, that was really powerful. And like he was... Like, I thought he was kind of goofy at first. Like, the fact that he, like, insisted that he, you know, study under him or whatever. But then these, this last week, all of these scenes have really made me see the depth that he has. And just the way he kept encouraging Ningche, like, don't, I don't want you to give up. Like, I don't want you to see that you're... I know that you feel like you're, you know, you're, or, and actually it's true that you're not as, you're not as well cultivated, yeah. but it's okay. Like, and then Chase like, I have thick skin. Don't worry. <laughs> it was really cute. And yes. he does because no one can tell him no. And he doesn't listen to him. That's so true. And so yeah. I really love that, you know, just that relationship and giving like small little details of how to get past everything. And at the very end, when he's talking to him, he's like, you're going to go up against the Prince of Light. He's going to be there. He might be stronger than you. If you can't defeat him, run away and come home. I, I loved that. Yes. If like, you can't defeat him, run. Don't be noble. And then he's like, I'll teach you better and more. And then you can defeat him next time. And I was like, that was the yeah. best mentor, mentee. Because usually we have these wizened old men who are really bitter and cranky and if you don't do it my way go i'm denouncing you you know yeah that's usually what you we are dead to me and so it's such a nice change that is exactly right uh yeah you're exact that's exactly right because just like you said he he's different there's a sense of just that he's almost grandfatherly or something. He's just got this. And he's quirky uh, too. So I think that he can understand Ning Che's quirkiness better than someone yeah. who's more um, traditional can. Disciplined. Or, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I think my favorite moments, I, I agree. I think that um, that relationship was fabulous. And of course, for me, all things Sang Song are my favorite moments. I love how she is just skips around from one thing to the next. And she's always like trying to make money or, um, you know, just, she's just, I have that one scene so. where she was so furious that he took so much of their money that she's like, well, then I can take all the money and I can go buy stuff. It's like, Oh, exactly. that was so adorable. And then, or when he was practicing his talismans and he kept t- using their silver and like converting it into like, lesser coins. Pennies. Yeah. Yes, that was funny. Um, Okay, how about your least favorite moment? I think we share our least favorite Uh, moment. Third brother. He's just so (sighs) annoying. Third brother dash the the cultivator who's jealous of Ning Che because he's not as good. The talisman guy. Yeah, those two together. It's like, just kill them off. I don't care. They're not great characters. I can't stand third brother. I just can't stand him. I just, I, I despise him. He's not like the fact that the princess still thinks, cause I kind of like her. I respect her, but she still wants to put that brother on the throne. Makes me ill. I don't because like he's it. He's just a horrible human being. Yeah. 
He does not deserve to be king. No. That's for darn sure. Oh, well, we have so much to look forward to next time because we've are, we've now said goodbye, but now we are off on our quest. So there will be plenty to talk about next and week. And we do love quests. Don't we? We really we do. do. Usually and that's when all the badass bad. stuff starts. <laughs> I was going to say, and there's always hot, evil, bad guys, so there's plenty to talk about. Although, although I forgot to mention the um, Thordsmith brother with his little shirtless thing going on, I approve. Oh, right. I was going to mention the, that, and I forgot, but it's like, oh, his arms are very The blacksmith attractive. disciple. Yes. 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 I approve. <laughs> There you have it. Thanks again for joining us for this episode. Feel free to send us your thoughts and feelings about the podcast. We read every blog comment and Facebook comment. There are also great places to leave suggestions for future topics. We'd love to hear from our readers and listeners. We'd also love it if you could leave a rating and a review for us on Apple Podcast. It's through ratings and reviews that iTunes algorithms recommend the podcast to listeners. So this truly is the best way to help share our podcast with other drama enthusiasts. Don't forget that we have exclusive content available through Patreon. Come join us for extras from podcasts that ran too long and our once a month Patreon exclusive full length podcast. Thanks again for supporting our latest endeavor. We love blogging about Asian dramas, but behind the scenes, we have so much more to say and we want to share it with you. And talking is so much faster than typing.